Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 91. Thank you as always for tuning in. Make sure you make sure that you five-star rate and subscribe and support the podcast wherever you're listening. This week, we'll go back to what's in the news and we will have our roundtable, of course. And question of the week is back. Question of the week is back this week. So again, thank you all for listening. Please make sure you enjoy the show. Back to our news. We have a big news update this week, but let's first start with the markets. Really, we're seeing kind of a big market turnaround. Earnings have been coming out. Saw the bank comes bank earnings first, right? And then we saw a little bit of tech and the FANG stock Netflix reported. And really that's kind of turned, you know, the market doldrum around that we saw in, in all of September and a little bit of early October. We've now had plenty of days, consecutive days with gains in the broader indexes of the market. And I think that's basically the market saying, hey, wait, we're still having strong earnings. We're still in a strong economy. We're still in a strong rebounding state of the economy. And so that's why you're seeing um, a few days of, of, of strong you know, rebounds of the markets. The Dow Jones uh, hit a record high um, you know, and, and tra- had an intraday trading high right now today. As we said, the NASDAQ is in the green, the other two broader indexes in the red, but ever so slightly. Um, but you're seeing, you know, the still same talk from management. Management's still talking about inflation, cost pressures, and the companies that are not able to pass on these cost pressures on the producing side to the consumers are the one that's going to have, are the ones that are going to have trouble. Um, so that's the big thing you're seeing in the market. There's no widespread erosion of growth so far and then the earnings that we're seeing, uh, but mainly companies kind of talking about those cost pressures and, you know, wage pressures as well as the labor market really tight labor market and competitive labor market for a lot of companies, especially when you look at the restaurant industries. But that's what we're seeing as far as the market. Let's skip over to the big news and keeping up with the news. FIFA and EA might break up after 28 years. Um, that's crazy. So pretty much they're negotiating on licensing terms. And FIFA pretty much said that they wanted, and I believe the number that they wanted was about $1 billion, 250 a year for about, you know, for, what is it, four years? which is a huge, huge fee. Um, 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 but I think that's just, uh, and so they're really struggling with negotiations right now. Um, and that could put a hamper on EA, Electronic Arts, the video game maker, for those that don't know, who makes the games like FIFA, Madden, and so on and so forth. Um, that could put a hamper on EA getting the exclusive licensing rights for video games if they're not able to come up with a deal. Right now, FIFA currently makes about $150 a million a year in licensing fees from EA, but the 10-year contract ends after this year. They can't agree on a new deal, which is um, FIFA pretty wants to double the yearly licensing fee it charges to EA to use its name. Um, they want exclusive, EA wants exclusive rights to develop FIFA extensions um, like game tourneys and NFTs, but FIFA wants to limit EA and launch its own ventures. Um, so they're they're struggling right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, they probably have to come to some compromise, but that's still in effect. More company negotiation news. Uh, PayPal is reportedly in late stage talks to acquire Pinterest. You know, Pinterest is that theme social media platform where you can pin your hobbies and whatnot. And we obviously we know what PayPal is. Um, and so they're in talks, and the talks are looking at about thirty nine billion. Uh, for PayPal to acquire Pinterest, um, and it's looking like they're close to it. You know, the, the stocks are, you know, 
reacting according to the news. Um, and so that's that's really interesting. We'll see what happens with that. More big news in the social media front. Facebook is reportedly looking to rebrand itself. Um, obviously, they've had a little bit of negative news flow the past couple of weeks. And then you saw the outage. And now they're saying, all right, crew, let's pull the core. We're just going to change our name so no one will remember anything in the past. And they're on the verge to rechange itself. But what they're trying to do, and Zuckerberg is really been making this clear they're trying to move towards a more meta verse digital alternate reality company not just a social media platform a connective platform or advertising platform but now they're connecting this metaverse um and, and it seems like zuckerberg is really really in tune with that area and pushing strategically in that direction um as they look to look to kind of rebrand into more of a not just a social media platform but a fully connective metaverse virtual reality world um and that's you know a big thing about the the name change let's look at the current odds the betting odds via a sports betting platform on on facebook's new name because it has not been revealed yet but here's some of the betting odds four to one virtual i don't know i don't i don't that uh, i don't know i don't know if that has a ring to it you know Five to one, connect. I kind of like connect because you're connecting different worlds, your audio, your virtual reality, your real real world. I like that. Five to one, another five to one odds. Horizon. Sounds too close to Verizon to me. I don't I don't know. I like that. Seven to one, ecoverse. Okay. I, I don't that, that's not bad. Eight to one metabook. I kind of like it. It'll have to get some taking some getting used to, but I kind of like metabook. That's not bad at all. Eight to one immerse. Okay, that's that actually might be the best one. We're like immersing ourselves in this new world where we're connecting with all these different people. I like it. Uh, Ten to one omniverse, not my favorite. And some way outliers, Meta Beast, one hundred to one Zuckers. <laughs> that one's a funny one. But where would you guys put your money if you have an idea for the Facebook name? Tweet me, IG message me. Where are we going with this, folks? Because I don't know. We we're so used to Facebook as such an easy ring to it, but they're switching it up. They're switching it up. Um, and another company that switched up their practices is Domino's. Domino's did a whole rebranding. They, they re revamped their customer service. They did a lot of things. Um, and oh, their 10-year streak, they had it. And ever since they did that, the stock has been going you know, really, really great. And also just the, their sales, their same source sales, which is a metric that looks at, you know, over year, over year, quarter over quarter, you know, the same the store growth or, or fall in that same box store. And they had a 10-year streak, a 10-year streak of increasing U.S. same store sales. But for the first time in over a decade, ending 41 straight quarters, uh, that fell, which is interesting. Uh, might be due to supply and labor shortages um, that forced you know people to to not be able to work. They're hunting for their drivers. Um, you know there could have been a COVID resurgence over the summer, but no, not not sure what it is. But they did have that break of a streak, break of a streak. Excuse me for the first time in over a decade uh, for Domino's, which is really interesting. I, I'm a Papa John's person. You let me know. I love Papa John's, even though Papa John's needs work on their branding. Domino's did a great job with their branding and rebranding themselves a customer centric pizza place um, while Domino's has not done the same, but I just, excuse me, like Pizza Hut is not, the, or Papa John's is not done the same, but I'm a big fan of Papa John's pizza. I don't know why. It's, it's just better to me. It just tastes better. You know, which one's your favorite? Let me know. What's not to be mistaken is everyone's favorite streaming device, Netflix, 
um, added 4.4 million subscribers last quarter as they recorded reported earnings. Revenue came in live in projections around 7.48 billion. The big talk is Squid Game. They're growing in their APAC region. That was the big talk about Netflix and really um, subscriber growth was way over projections. And it was really just based on, you know, another hit title. Every year they seem to have a hit title, whether it's the Squid Game, multiple hit titles, I should say, whether it's Squid Game, you know, Bridgington was it or whatever it was. I didn't watch that one. Tiger King a year or two ago. Um, you know, Clickbait was really good, although I don't think it got the hype that these other names got. Um, and so it just just has these these things and they're moving into different directions. They realize that they're not just fighting with you know, the streaming characters or TV. They want to battle with all your entertainment. So they're looking at video games. Um, they're doing a lot of different things. So it's quite, quite interesting to see um, what's going on with that. If we move over to the cryptocurrency universe, the first Bitcoin linked ETF is now being traded. Um, it's it started trading recently, and um, and look, it's I think it has about 1.1 billion in that funds already flowing through it. Um, but it's more of a futures contract ETF um, linked to the futures, linked to Bitcoin futures. Um, and so yeah, you're seeing a lot of institutional buying now. You're seeing the price rise. You're seeing it's interesting. You see people get more juiced up about it, and I get more inbounds questions, inquiries. When the price is high, it's not the way you should look at it. It's like, oh, now that this is doing something, I want to be interested. I've always said that's not the way you should look at stuff. I was still talking about this when the price was 20, 30, even way before this. I've been a holder for years and known about Bitcoin for a while and crypt, all their cryptos for a long time. So it's really interesting to see the, the psychological mindset of folks. Um, but hey, that's that's how people work and we understand that. Um, but it is making this more mainstream as you're seeing institutional buying, you're seeing all the people that, you know, talked about it or didn't understand it. They're like, Hey, I understand that I need to just have exposure. All these older asset managers that possibly don't understand it fully, but they're like, all right, I know it's, it's going to a different direction, but I don't understand it. I want exposure to it. And that's what you're seeing across, across the board. So, um, quite, quite interesting, um, as you see it kind of go main mainstream um, in that in that in that regard. And now, you know, if we look think about you know the the mainstream of crypto, but let's go back to that metaverse. Roblox is trying to lay the foundations for a kid safe metaverse, but it needs adult too. Um, you know, they're trying to announce that it has forty. They Roblox announced it has forty three million daily users double what it had two years ago. They went public in March at a $44 billion market cap, which is pretty high. Um, but they're looking at, you know, welcoming not um, not just young adults, but, uh, you know, half of his users were older 13. So other features to, to appeal to non-teens and adults. Um, so they're really looking at doing that. But it's really, they're trying to gear up for the metaverse. You see in Facebook, Roblox, all these platforms that are really immersed in these, you know, video game, virtuality, it's all coming together. So someone's going to be able to crack that code of how to really do it in a commercialized way. Um, you're seeing all these people try to get into it. And it's really, really interesting to see if it sticks and how it sticks. Let's let's switch gears now um, and go over to housing, the housing market, which I just got a notification from Yahoo Finance that New house sales rose 7% in September. So the housing market, after having a little bit of delay over the summer, is seemingly roaring back um, with those numbers. Um, and Zillow, one of the giant real estate platforms that where you can search and, and find out information about houses, they've actually been, for the last three years, flipping houses 
They've been buying these houses up, fixing them up and relisting them and having you guys buy it for a higher price. It's called iBuying. A seller will input information about their property online, the company's algorithm will sort through the data, spit out an offer in as little as 24 hours. Um, and they're buying and selling houses. They've for the past three years in an automated process. Um, and so they've said that they're actually going to stop doing it for the remainder of 2021 because they can't find enough people to go and gut the houses and, and re and redo the houses and do things that they needed to do to resell it. Um, but they bought 3,805 homes in Q2, more than they had in any other quarter by far. Um, and their rivals open door. Um, they're seeing this as an opportunity, but Yes, Zillow is buying houses and flipping, which is, makes all the sense in the world to me. If you have all the data about these houses, you can really pinpoint the real worth um, and you're able to flip them for much more than you bought it for. It makes all the sense in the world for me. These platforms are having a killing doing so in this crazy housing market. But that is all the news we had today, a lot of news um, and, and really a lot of information, but I hope you enjoyed it. Let's go to the round table next. Back to the round table, everyone. And this week we're doing a lighter topic. I know last week was a little bit more, I wouldn't say dark. It was just a lot more of, of a serious topic. But this topic, we're just free flowing. We don't really have a crazy round table topic. But I do think there's a couple of themes at play in the general economy, in the general market, and just in the general world. The next few years, the biggest shift that we're gonna see as far as generational wealth is in the next, you know, few years to decade, three, four, five, ten years. And 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 that's really based on a lot of factors. Yes, investing in different investing stock markets. Yes, companies being created, whether it's web three, metaverse, corporate, uh, excuse me, crypto, investing in cryptocurrency themselves. Um, and so that shift is is happening. It's going to be an interesting thing to see play out over the next two, three years here. Um, and I think that's super important for people to just be aware of. Um, it's just super important for people to be aware of. Um, and that's very, very important for, for everyone to kind of understand that. But, you know, along those lines, it is a fully understanding of like, I understand that cash flow is still important. So whether it's your job, your business, trying to increase your cash flow is still the number one quickest way. Um, increase your income, your cash flow, meaning income, not through some lucky investment or trying to gamble on something. No, increasing your craft and increasing your income and your cash flow is still the biggest way to participate in this biggest wealth transfer coming up. Another top topic I was thinking about, how much money is enough money for you? Um, what do you do with it when you have enough? What are the things that um, you actually do? Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm going to work really hard to have this amount. But what happens after you have that? Um, you know, it, it is a, an important topic to think about too, just for your own your own good, your own safety, your own wealth, your own well-being. But it is something, these are things for us to consider as we embark um, on these next steps in these journeys. And it's also interesting to think about I'm, you know, getting more interest and more income of um, interest in my on BTC, crypto, ETH, all these things. But again, investing just because you've heard a saw headline is not what should be done. Again, that's why I know an expert needs to work with everyone that they can because that's that's just counterintuitive to to what value investing is. Um, and it's just 
the way the mind works for most people. And so that's why I just understand that most people need someone to help them with this because they don't understand most of the things that they're investing in. Um, and they really don't understand, you know, how to properly do things. But again, it's just an aside. We really do have some interesting themes playing across the world in the next few years when it comes to AR, Metaverse, Web3, um, all things we're all learning about on the fly. No one, very few are experts on this because they're so new and that the landscape is going to change so drastically over the next five, 10 years that it allows us to all learn about these things and immerse ourselves together. Um, so it's really, really quite interesting. But I thought this was an interesting topic. We'll keep our eyes on it. We'll keep our eyes on it. But let's go to the question of the week next. Question of the week. Questions that need answers, folks. Questions that need answers. Let's get straight to it. Headline says, my brother's soon-to-be ex-wife is embezzling money from their business. How do we find hidden accounts? Writer says, my brother is going through divorce. It has been a long effort to negotiate a settlement agreement, but his estranged wife keeps asking for more money and changing it to her benefit. I have a good reason to believe that she's embezzling money from the business account for years and stashing away in private accounts. My brother doesn't believe that, doesn't want to believe that. However, there has been many questionable transactions on their accounts that simply state transfer without any information on where they went. She's been doing the book for years. Is there a way to find out if she's hidden money away in accounts that she has not revealed during the discovery process? Um, and by all means, um, the brother should look into and, and look into the suspicious activity, like accounting, you know, auditing your books. If you have run a company and there's a lot of different things and someone's a bookkeeper, you definitely have to audit these things because hidden assets prior to divorce is likely placing withdrawals in a safety deposit box. It's not, it's not so uncommon. There are people that hide things and do things again. Without knowing the context of all this, there are people that do things. Um, but embezzling money could lead to criminal charges, which is why, um, you know, the brother may be reluctant in, in looking further because he's not sure what he may find. If you're getting divorced, you're scared to know what you may find. <laughs> you would need to hire a divorce attorney with experience in, in doing these forensic accounting and really looking deep into finding these things. Um, but you can subpoena the valuable records and, and look into all these things because I think you may be scared of what you find, but the brother has to have a willingness to look into this because it's just going to be scary when you out and differently figure out someone that you've, you know, trust for years, maybe not as been as transparent with what they were doing, but that's something you got to figure out, especially when you're going through divorce. These are all things you must try to dig into. But yes, folks, that is it for question of the week for the episode this week. We really enjoyed it. We're off on a cusp of really great. It's getting fall now. It's turning into fall. What do people think of it? I love summer. Love you. I don't like fall as much, but we are turning into fall. Um, but really, everyone stay healthy, safe. My fantasy football team is in the gutter. I went two and two and four, two and four now. I can't even remember. I've got to pick it up. I don't know what's. Should I blow up the team, or should I, you know, what? Bring it back to center. I, we lost some close games. We should be four and two. Folks, we really should be. We lost some closes. I still believe in this team. I don't want to blow it up just yet because we still have more, more to go. We still got more fight in this, folks. We still got more fight. Uh, but that's it for this week, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>